Welcome back to Feminist Book Club, the podcast. We're not just about feminist books. We are here for social justice, literature, and media in all its forms. But we do that through an intersectional feminist lens. Thanks for being here. Let's get started. Greetings, friends. Mariquita Guerrera here to welcome or re-welcome you to the FBC Readathon. Oh my gosh, I love the Readathon. It's such a great way to connect with folks and feel the full community of phenomenal readers and disruptors all around you. It's a lark, which is a phrase I absolutely must bring back now. So, okay. I used to be like a belligerent purist about books. Oh, my ill-spent youth. Did I not have better directions to point my energy? I guess not. Maybe it was about control. I don't know. Could have been preference, but I digress. I used to be a purist about books, only physical books, no ebooks for sure. And audiobooks felt useful only for maybe road trips or I don't know. I just pictured old books on tape, unwieldy and challenging to juggle. But the audiobook medium has changed and adapted so much, and I fully, wholeheartedly embrace it now. There are a few different options, too. You can always borrow or buy physical audiobooks, but you aren't confined to that. Audible is probably the biggest known name in audiobooks, but I am not a big fan of old Jeff, so I'm not going to spend my time visiting his properties. I know they're terrifically convenient, though, and life is about compromise and balance, so I'm not here to shame you if that's your thing. Rather, I'd like to offer up some alternatives and then tell you about some of my favorite audiobooks. Me, I'm patient. Or more accurately, I have the pleasure to be able to wait for most audiobooks, so I most commonly turn to Libby, a free app that partners with your local library. Most titles require some patience, but Libby tells you how long you may expect to, to wait. Especially after you put a hold on them, it's really a lot easier to see what the expected timeline is. And I appreciate that. If a book comes available when you're not ready to read it, you can renew the hold and ask for the book to be resent to you after a predetermined span of time. This might be influenced by other folks waiting for the book, but it feels generally accurate. You can only check out up to six titles at a time and have up to six other titles on hold at a time, which can feel restrictive. Only six books on my TBR? Do you even know me? But it's free. It supports the library. And honestly, honestly, I think it's more user-friendly than Audible, if you ask me. The fingerprint feature sending you back and forth through all the places you've read is so useful. I often drift off to sleep when listening to an audiobook and have to sort of scan through the book a bit the next time I'm listening to make sure I start over at the right place. And this is something that Audible does not afford you. Also, again, Audible is owned by Amazon. Did I mention that? Fuck Amazon. But congrats to the unionization efforts on Staten Island. Oh, I'm getting off topic again. Remind me to come back sometime and sing the praises of the union again. If you want to be able to get your title more on demand, might I recommend Libro.fm? It's helps support local bookstores, which is a huge plus, and it only costs four cents more per month than Audible. Yes, the titles are more limited because Amazon exerts force over some publishers and gets guaranteed Audible-only releases, but you should still be able to find most of what you're looking for. Plus, once you've purchased the book, you actually own it, like a physical book on your shelf, which isn't the case with Audible. They can be revoked at any time. I know it's uncommon, but it has happened. Uh, I haven't used Libro.fm myself, 
but I have heard such great things about it. And the rate at which I'm going through audiobooks these days indicates it's only a matter of time before I sign up for a subscription service. And when I do, I'm going with Libro.fm. They did not pay me to say that, as if they would. Can you even imagine? So <laughs> if you've listened to any of my segments in the past, you may have heard me talk at length about N.K. Jemisin's The City We Became as one of my top audiobooks ever, and I will not back down from that. But I have also already covered that quite a few times here and amongst my friends and family members and really like any stationary person on the street. So I thought it best to focus on some other titles as well. If you're looking for something light and objectively hilarious, you should check out Shit Actually by Lindy West, read by Lindy West. She has a newsletter also that goes out sporadically called Butt News. Uh, you know, that butt. That feels very much like hanging out with her watching a movie, and that's basically an entire book of that. Her commentary and breakdown of, I don't know, a dozen, half a dozen movies all rated on the scale of zero to five fugitives. I could be wrong in the numbering of that scale. That isn't the most important part. The fugitive being the best movie in her mind, I guess, and thus the best unit of measurement for rating. It's a delightful book, and I always love hearing an author deliver the lines they have written. Another author whose books I've really loved as audiobooks are Casey McQuiston. They write novels in the romantic sort of rom-com genre, which I never, ever expected to like, but I was wrong. I think I was averse because of some internalized misogyny, honestly. Not every book has to be critical theory to be worthy of my time, and McQuiston's books are always worthy of my time. The first title of theirs that I listened to was One Last Stop, which was published last year in 2021 and got quite a lot of positive attention. It was so much fun, and it edged into the speculative fiction genre. I followed that one up with Red, White, and Royal Blue, published in 2019. Officially a McQuiston fan. Her books are funny, they're sexy, they involve characters that aren't straight. I really appreciate it. They've really opened up the genre in a way that was lacking, and it's much appreciated. Ruth Ozeki's books, also narrated by her, are funny, captivating, grounding. Ozeki writes magically of heartbreak and resilience, and Tale for the Time Being is a perfect example of that. There is so much pain in it, but it's also threaded through with wonder and beauty and curiosity. I had the opportunity to interview Ms. Ozeki last October to discuss her book, The Book of Form and Emptiness, which was published in 2021, and it was an absolute honor. She is such a brilliant person and a calming presence, and all of her books are so layered that you get a lot out of them, whether you've read or listened to them one time or repeatedly. I wanted to close out with the best book I listened to in 2020, maybe the best book I have ever listened to. 2020, what a year. What an awful hard year that continues to reverberate. Listening to Intimations by Zadie Smith felt like medicine. It's short, just under two hours, and was written by Smith during early quarantine. It's a stunning collection of essays that I revisited over and over again and long to go back to now. If you look into none of the other books I've discussed here, please do not overlook this one. 
I hope you enjoy the Feminist Book Club Readathon. It is so much fun. I look forward to it every year. Look me up on Instagram at O underscore Murray if you want to send some audiobook recommendations my way. I will take them all. I set a modest 50-book reading goal for myself this year. I wasn't sure what to expect in terms of my capacity, and I wanted to set it low and reassess, but I have already gotten through, at time of recording, 28 books, and the vast, vast majority of those have been audiobooks. It's about all I can do right now, so I am burning through them, and I am ready for more. Thanks for joining me. Until next time, be well. It's back, y'all. The FBC Readathon is back for its third season, and honestly, it's better than ever. We've got tons of surprises in store for you. Join us the weekend of April 22nd through 24th for a low-stakes, high-reward readathon, the perfect excuse to set aside a few hours to power through your TBR. It's completely free, a ton of fun, and we have over 80 books and counting that we'll be giving away. All you got to do is sign up at feministbookclub.com slash readathon, and the link is in the show notes. Hi, everyone. Renee here. I want to tell you a little bit about our readathon. It is an exciting weekend ahead. April 22nd through the 24th. You've probably heard us talk about it. We're going to talk about it some more, but I wanted to answer a few questions that I've gotten about it and tell you kind of how it works. So first of all, the FBC Readathon is our biggest event of the year. Again, it's happening the weekend of April 22nd to 24th. You don't have to read all weekend. That's not the goal here. There is no goal. You make your own goal. So maybe it's you just want to finish the book that you're reading right now, or maybe you want to tackle a stack of your to-be-read books. Whatever your goal, you make it and you read with us socially online. And how that happens is you're going to use the FBC Readathon hashtag across all social media. We will be most active on Instagram and Twitter, but we're also going to be opening up our private online community just for this weekend. Stay tuned for details on that. Everybody who signs up will get details for how to join us on our private Mighty Networks group, which is where we hang out all the time. So first things first, you do have to sign up. And the reason is so you get details on the private community, but also to be eligible to win prizes. We want everybody to sign up so we know who is invested and who to follow. And so you can share your you know, Instagram or Twitter handle with other readers who can then follow you and you can read socially. That's the goal is just to like make new bookish friends and like hang out online this weekend. So sign up at our website, feministbookclub.com slash readathon. And that makes you again, eligible to win our prizes. Okay, let's talk about the prizes. We currently have over 100 books that we will be giving away. It is Oh my gosh, so many books and we're constantly getting more. So we've reached out to our connections at different publishers and publicists and we said, hey, if you've got anything that you think our community would be interested in, can you send it our way? And every day we are getting packages. It is so fun right now. It's like Christmas every day. So a few of the books that I'm excited about that I almost snagged for myself, decided to leave them for you. Such Big Dreams by Rima Patel is supposed to be fantastic. It's getting a lot of buzz. 
Some of My Best Friends by Taja Eisen is also supposed to be fantastic. And I believe Taylor will be recording an interview with the author here soon. The Peacekeeper by B.L. Blanchard looks fantastic. We also have Candace Carty-Williams' new book that is uh, coming out soon. We have, I'm just looking at our list. It is wild. We've got Cecily Wong's book that's coming out called Kaleidoscope. We have Electra by Jennifer Saint. So if you liked Ariadne, you will love Electra by Jennifer Saint. And just, a, oh gosh, what is this one? Dark Queens by Shelley Puhack. We are also adding some of our recent books of the month. So like Crying in H Mart, The Witch's Heart, You Got Anything Stronger. These will also all be available to win. And the way it works is if you are selected as a winner, we'll message you. We'll say, hey, you're a winner this time. <laughs> Here's our list of books. What would you like? So you get to choose from this list of 105 and counting books and uh, then we'll ship it to you. It's, I mean, it couldn't be easier. Also, we will have a grand prize winner, and this will be selected at random from the sign-up sheet. So again, make sure that you have signed up. A grand prize winner will receive a six-month Feminist Book Club subscription. So you get to read with us for six months, which is so exciting. One of the questions I get is, how do you win? You just are active. You're tagging us. You are using the FBC Readathon hashtag. You are responding to our questions, to our prompts. We're going to be posting all throughout the weekend across, like I said, Instagram, Twitter, and our private community. And anybody who participates, anybody who interacts with us, anybody who you know messages us or responds to our stories or our tweets, that makes you eligible to win. We will have official prompts that you can respond to, but then we might just like willy-nilly hand out a couple of prizes because again, we have over a hundred books to give away. Let's give them all away. <laughs> and as of recording right now, we have 162 signups. So that means your odds of winning, astronomical. Very good. One of the questions that I get a lot is, do I have to read all 72 hours to be eligible for prizes? No, absolutely not. If you've got two hours over the course of three days, Split it up in 45-minute chunks? Let's do it. I love that. Rules are for suckers. Read as much as you want. Read as much as you can. Read as much as makes sense for you in your life. This is an excuse to carve out some time to catch up on all the amazing literature that you've been wanting to read. You are welcome. I will say that your social media account does need to be public during the weekend for the duration of the weekend so we can award you your prize. But some folks have dedicated social media accounts just for readathons. And so that's always an option. If you're not comfortable sharing your, you know, personal Instagram, that's fine. Go ahead and create, you know, FBC readathon Jane, if that's your name. <laughs> and uh, participate that way. That totally counts. And another question is like, why? Why are we doing this? What's the point? But listen, we've had a shitty couple of years. So like, why not? Let's spend the weekend in the pages of someone else's stories connecting with other feminist readers, and then just focusing inward. Just what I love about the readathon is so many of us take this opportunity to pamper ourselves, to, you know, shut out the outside world, to buy our favorite snacks, to curl up in our favorite jammies and our favorite blankie, and just build up some reserves of rest so we can go out and be better people in this world. So, 
I strongly recommend that you make the weekend as special as possible. If you can carve out all three days, absolutely do it. This is your permission slip to do that. If you can only carve out, you know, 6.30 to 7.30 a.m. before the kids get up, please make that as special as possible. Make your fancy little oat milk latte with your gorgeous new book. Uh, I recommend Black Sci-Fi Short Stories. It is our book of the month. (laughs) And it is gorgeous. Just make it special. Be intentional about how you're showing up to the readathon and you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So I think that it's a beautiful opportunity to make new online friends because what's better than pocket friends and um, possibly win something fun and spread the word, share it with your friends. We've got families who read together as well, which is so fun. We love seeing photos of you reading with your kiddos, you reading with your partners, you reading with your pets, (laughs) with your parents. It is such a fun weekend. And if you've never participated, you will be so surprised by how just vibrant this community is. And I'm excited to bring you all into our Mighty Networks private community. I think that it's going to be really exciting. It will be free to participate in that for the weekend. Again, you have to sign up to get the details. We will share those as soon as we have them. We have to figure out the technical part of it, but we know we can do it. (laughs) So check out feministbookclub.com slash readathon. It will be updated regularly with everything you need to know. That's where the sign up page is. That's where the prize list is. That's where the list of other participants is. So you can go ahead and follow all of your new friends. Make sure that you're following hashtag FBC readathon as well across all social media. So you can get a sense of, I don't know what people have done in the past. And then um, who is prepping for the readathon already? I know that lots of folks have already started snack shopping. I've got a list. I've got a list of like Sweet, savory, and salty. That's like how I do it. And then like healthy, which is, ugh, why? But I will get some veggies. (laughs) Sometimes I like to just buy those veggie trays for myself. (laughs) And I'll eat that all weekend. I think that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. So I hope that you join us. I hope to see you on the internet the weekend of April 22nd through 24th. That is next weekend. And let me know if you have any questions. Until then, take care. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Feminist Book Club, the podcast. Want to be part of the club? Here's how you can join us. Obviously, subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review for brownie points. Follow along on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and TikTok. All of those links are in the show notes. Sign up for our newsletter to be the first to know what our next monthly book pick is. And check out our award-winning monthly book subscription service. Oprah Magazine named it one of their favorite book boxes, and Shonda Rhimes called us one of her favorite subscription boxes in general. There are multiple membership levels for any budget, and it's an excellent way to support the show and the voices you heard today. See you in the club. Well, Red Woman is a dangerous creature.